This meeting is being recorded. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. We've got Taylor from Life Goal Investments. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me as always. Absolutely, man. So I'm on your Instagram page, which everybody needs to follow, Life Goal Investments. Uh, you have one of your posts that says simply, the Federal Reserve runs your financial life. Uh, tell me more, please, because that sounds kind of scary. Yeah, the, the facts are the facts, right? And so when you look at it at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve dictates everything financially when it comes to your life. Mm -hmm. So just taking it from the top, from the simplest, what is the Federal Reserve? Mm -hmm. They obviously control the monetary policy in the United States. They have two mandates. One is full employment, and the second is inflation. And right now, obviously- uh, it, The second is stable prices, which they're not doing yeah, a very good job of. Fair. Thank you for the correction. Yes. Thank you for the correction. In, in, in layman's terms, most people call that inflation, right? Yeah. Or, you know, right now it's it's rampant. And so what the Federal Reserve is now doing is, is raising rates. But I think yeah. people don't know, at least a large contingent of the population doesn't know what that actually means. Yeah. What is the reserve rate that they're they're controlling? And what they control is what one bank lends money to another bank the rate at which they lend money back and forth. People mm -hmm. are like, why are banks lending each other money? Like, uh, they're supposed to lend us money. Mm -hmm. Well, to make sure that every bank has the appropriate amount of money on hand to then make loans out to their contingency, mm -hmm. they need to borrow money from each other. Yep. And so when that rate goes up, the cost of their debt goes up and they turn and they look at you and me, Michael, and they say, we're not eating that cost. We're passing it along to these knuckleheads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so what does that mean? Well, everything that you take debt on in your life for, the largest one is generally a mortgage, right? That's the biggest purchase that most people place in their lives. Sure. Mortgage rates start to go up. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is the Fed now has only moved rates at this point. It's, it's early April one yeah, time. Exactly. But boy, we've seen a lot of movement on those on those 30-year mortgages that are out there because what the market does is they say, and what banks do is they say, I know the Federal Reserve has a tendency and is telling us that they're going to continue to raise rates from here. So yeah. we're going to price that in ahead of time because we're not going to take that on the chin. The consumer is going to take that on the chin. Yeah. And so your mortgage cost goes up, your revolving credit card interest rates go up, your student debt that adjusts goes up and all of these things go up. And so you look yeah. at it from a consumer's perspective and you say, man, that's tough. Okay, fair. But I told you that the Federal Reserve controls your life. And what I mean by that also is it controls your investments. Yes. So let's look at this from a stock market perspective. Yeah. What does it do to the stock market? Well, just like you, when companies go out to take on loans to finance a factory build out or take on more employees to increase their sales force or whatever mm -hmm. it is, they go out to take a loan, all of a sudden that loan is more expensive. Yep. And so their profit margins start to get squeezed. And what you see from that standpoint is then their profits are less and people want to pay less for that underlying stock. And so not only are we, Michael, the people that are buying those stocks less well off because our debt is more expensive, but also the company that represents that stock Mm -hmm. is less profitable and therefore we want to buy it less. Yeah. So it's it's a confluence of events that that all wraps and is predicated around the movement of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, and again there are some things I talk about in the daily financial news that just highlight this. For example, I think it was yesterday, it might have been the day before. 
uh, Wall Street, I think it was JP Morgan estimates, actually, no, I think this is Goldman, I stand correct. I think this is a Goldman stat. $45 billion in deals have been delayed or canceled because cost of capital, cost of money is going up. That's IPOs, that's loans, that's acquisitions. Money's more expensive. The deal's got to be sweeter. There's something in the terms of the price has to change, right? Yep. We're already seeing uh, mortgage refis down 60%, likely going down 75. That's a whole lot less money. We're seeing, we're seeing people who were approved to buy a new home that 90 days later aren't approved because you're approved at 2.8, you're not at 4.8. The Federal Reserve Ouch. controls all of this and it's happening right now. There's one more interesting thing because you're in the mix that I want to run by you. You obviously, you obviously know the yield curve inverted last week, slightly. Yep. The, two, the yep. twos and tens, right? The fives and thirties before all at twos and tens. Yep. This is um, a big fear. And this is why you're one of my experts every week now. As you know, generally speaking, in most times, the Fed influences the very front end, right? The overnight Correct. lending rate. That's Correct. what's moving. And thus, uh, the other things have moved. However... For the first time in my adult life, we have a Federal Reserve that has $9 trillion of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that they are telling us they're going to start selling in May. Those are, for the most part, long-dated maturities. They go from the biggest buyer to the biggest seller. Mm -hmm. I have this nasty suspicion that the long end or the rate curve is about to shoot higher when they are no longer the buyer, they're the seller. Price down, rate up. We're going to see this whole yield curve just jump. And it may, and it actually may not invert, but if it, even if it stays inverted, it's just going to jump points. It's, it's going to be frightening. Nobody's thinking about it. Am I, am I off? No, I, I don't think you're off, but I do think there's a little bit of an invisible hand out there, if you will. And that invisible hand comes from foreign buyers. Okay. And so if you look at pension funds, insurance companies, et cetera, that are in Japan, mm -hmm. Europe, et cetera, they mm -hmm. look at our treasury or our investment grade corporate mortgage-backed sure. securities, et cetera. And they look at that and they go, wow, Give me right some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, 3%. Whoa. That's like, you know, hitting an absolute home run for them because yeah, if negative. you look at the yeah. European market, right. They're, they're flat to negative. The Japanese yeah. market, they're pinning their 10 year around 25 basis points. So it is, it is crazy to them how high our rates are yeah. relative to where they are. So I do think that that dampens some of that Okay. movement upwards and, and that and that you know velocity upwards but it it is interesting and, and, and when you look at it right now you know the fed we just discussed the fact that the fed has only moved rates once yeah but a lot more than that is yeah. reflecting right so yeah. when you look at the front end of the curve you know two years and in that's controlled by the fed funds rate and the yeah. fed telling us they're going to raise rates so there's already multiple rate hikes built into that call yeah, it six sure. to seven more rate hikes built in mm -hmm. So that's already priced in. The long end of the curve is dictated, to your point, they are going to roll off bonds in the long end of the curve, but the long end of the curve is dictated more on future inflation expectations. Correct. So that's what drives the back end of the yield curve. And so what's interesting about the back end of the yield curve right now is the yield curve is flat. So therefore the front end has come up, but the back end hasn't moved up proportionately. And what that means is that although inflation is scary right now and people see 7.9 and we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks on the next inflationary print, the market's telling us that inflation is going to come down over time. 
Yeah, and there is. is a stat called the five-year, five-year forward inflation rate. Mm-hmm. And that looks out five years from now and says, over that five-year period, what is inflation going to be? Mm-hmm. And it right now is right at about 3%. So that's where your five-year, five-year forward inflation rate is right now. That's awesome. So a couple of quick questions because you brought up some numbers and I love playing over-unders with my guests. So obviously the last CPI print was 7.9. If I was going to give you the over-under of 8.9, would you take the over or the under? I think it comes out February 12th. Oh, I'm sorry, February 12th, April 12th. Under. You're taking the under. under. Okay. All right. I am. Yeah. Just because that, I, I'm not saying it's not going to get there. No, I know. It's not at all. Yeah. Just I, I'm just saying a lot, that, 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 that would be quick. So, you know, yeah. 7.9, I, I'm taking under on 8.9, but I'm, I'm going to say 8.3. Okay. Yeah. It's always fun. Uh, so, again, uh, how do you want people to follow you? They're going to be very excited by these conversations. Where should they follow you? Yeah, at Life Goal Investments on Instagram is the best place. Daily updates, minute long snippets on everything financially oriented on the economy, on rules of thumb, et cetera. Short stuff, short lessons. Awesome, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks.